What's up, everybody? Happy Wednesday night. Dog Nation is in the house. I'm Jeff Sintel, your intrepid uh, host for another edition of Before the Hedges. Uh, Thanks to everybody that's joining us on Facebook. Thanks to everybody that's joining us on YouTube tonight. Got a loaded show, I must say. Uh, If my uh, producer is correct, we're going to set a record tonight with 32 visual assets. I I don't know if that's a record for just dog just uh, dog nations before the hedges or if it covers the world famous uh dog nation daily program as well but we got it loaded to the gills uh with stuff tonight let me see you see the headline there we're going to talk about georgia being on commitment watch with somebody for uh, october the 30th and then also october 31st uh we've got interviews from two recent dog nation profiles i'm talking about uh 2022 uh, defensive lineman Tyree West out of uh, Tiff County in uh, Tifton and nation's number four DT right there. We've got an interview with Justice Hayes, 2023 Georgia legacy running back offer and got some of his linemen in there as well. Always like to talk to those linemen. Uh, First and foremost, I want to say thank you to everybody on Facebook, YouTube. Thanks to everybody for joining us. I just tweeted out a leak, so maybe we'll get some more friends uh, to join us as well. But I think right now, as we kind of teased last week, that I think the commitment season for the University of Georgia has certainly kicked into overdrive, where you've got uh, major decisions coming left and right, um, guys that are just simply ready to make their decisions. We saw Kamari Lasseter last week. Uh, we remember Shamal Munden has his decision for November the 18th. Nylon Green is expected to make his decision anytime within the next two to three weeks. Uh, potentially four weeks there. Um, so a lot of these guys that are that folks have been watching in the 2021 class have decided it's sort of pretty much go time for what they want to do um, with their college decisions. I know that's what everybody leans on and wants to know about during their uh, weekly before the hedges fix. Got one funny story to tell you guys, and this happened to me this week. And a smart man once told me that if you talk to the people all the time and don't tell them about your life, then you're missing out. So I want to tell you a story. Everybody remembers, I guess, in my age bracket, uh, growing up, we used to hear about our parents and our grandparents say, yada, yada, yada. I used to walk three miles in the snow backwards and forwards in order to go to school. That's how hard it was when I was growing up. Well, I got one right now. Uh, This week, this made me chuckle, guys. Listen to this. Um, we were going down the road and one of my wonderful children said, dad, oh my gosh, this is the area where we don't have really good signal. We don't have really good data. We don't have really good cell signal. When that happens, uh, I have to listen to my downloaded music and I can't stream any any of the music I wanted to listen to right now. That my friends is growing up as a kid in the year 2020. The new I got to walk five miles back and forth in the snow uh, is I don't really have good Wi-Fi or data and I have to listen to my downloaded content on the way to school uh, during a kind of a one bar type cell phone. No 4G, no 5G area uh, for folks going to school. I found that amusing. I found that funny. I hope you guys did, too. Uh, Here's what we got to talk about. Uh, We got to talk about two very big pending decisions for the University of Georgia. The first of those, um, and again, thanks to everybody from YouTube and Facebook that are watching. The first of those 
is going to be uh, Tyrion Ingram Dawkins. That's the defensive tackle, a four-star out of Gaffney, South Carolina. Very interesting how um, they're in quarantine right now at Gaffney, and they can't have school. They're not practicing. They're shut down. But TID is going to make his college decision. He's a four-star defensive tackle. He's an all-American bowl pick. So you got a lot to look at there. He has decided after backing it up a couple times, I believe, over the last six months that he is committing this Friday. I think the really contenders there are South Carolina, Georgia, and Tennessee. I think North Carolina also made his final four. It's kind of been South Carolina, his home state for a long time, and then Georgia. Georgia's really put on, came on with a lot of momentum and some of that Matthew Bowling closing closing speed late. Um, Tennessee was in it. Tennessee might have been the pick this summer uh, when Tyrion Ingram Dawkins was about to commit, and then he pumped the brakes on his decision. But uh, Tyrion, um, you got to think Tennessee is affected here by the uh, decision uh, Jeremy Pruitt made in the middle of his uh, of his season uh, to can or to no longer retain his defensive line coach. That was a major relationship for Tyrion Ingram Dawkins. That was the guy that had built that relationship uh, with TID. And I think that eventually is going to hamstring uh, the chances there for the volunteers with Tyrion Ingram Dawkins. Um, he's a guy that played some basketball. Uh, he had a great metamorphosis with his body where uh, he used to be about 6'4", 6'5", about 240 pounds. He put on 60 pounds over the last maybe eight to 10 months of his life. He's holding that weight well. He's still got that um, twitchy first step, good athleticism for a defensive lineman. Um, an amazing prospect considering what he's changed his body in the last last year or so. You hear things about him, great upside, great potential. Uh, I think a lot of people that have scouted him over the last maybe six to 12 months would say something about, um, does he take plays off? That's kind of indicative of a lot of big men. Does he have a consistent work rate? I think if you wanted to think about his work rate on film and compare him to tier – Tyree West that you'll you'll see a video with Tyree West out of Tiff County, Georgia later on in our program. But if you want to compare those two guys, you would see that the work rate for Tyree West is just a little bit higher than Tyrion Ingram Dawkins right now. Uh, that's the one that's coming on Friday. So that's a big decision there for Dog Nation to pay attention to. Georgia, a lot of Georgia fans have been always harping on defensive line, always harping on Trey Scott about what he can get for I think that's the most pivotal position in the in the SEC. Those guys that clog up the run lanes, clog up the gaps, then also affect the quarterback. Georgia's got to go hard in the paint this year with some defensive linemen because Georgia, um, it looks to be losing guys like Jordan Davis, Malik Herring, uh, Devontae Wyatt, um, guys like that. Really, Julian Rochester, really big. You know, that's for the top six defensive linemen there for Georgia right now in 2020, and they're going to be changing those guys over. So Georgia has to have a really strong class of defensive linemen. Second commitment watch to bring up is Dayon. Now, say it out loud with me, everybody. Say it out loud with me on Facebook. Dayon Bowie. Maybe that can be a sound check. Everybody make sure I'm coming over okay. I've got really strong and robust signal. Uh, the sound check there is Dayon um, Bowie. Uh, Mark Ostrup, let's uh, tee up this comment. I must be broadcasting from that place my kid was talking about with one bar. Sorry, sir. I, I, we do the best we can. We, we have a robust internet connection. Sometimes there's just a lot of, lot of folks on, and I'm not actually inside the fiber optic cable. 
Um, I can do a speed test for you if you like. And I, I have a way to show that my uh, device, which I'm actually going from my laptop right now, before I started this was uploading about 400 megabytes per second. That's about as good as it can get without a T1 or a hardwired connection. But I do thank you for your feedback. We always try to make sure we have the quickest and best uh, possible internet speed in order to stream live from our home. Um, so with uh, Dayon Bowie, he has announced that he is, he, earlier this week, he announced that he's making his commitment decision this week. And it said it was very soon. Well, uh, Dayon now uh, on his Instagram story, this story went up on Dog Nation a few hours ago. Uh, Dayon Bowie had um, announced that he's going to make his decision at 1 p.m. Uh, on Saturday. Uh, that's a special occasion for Dayon and his family, but he's making that decision on 1 p.m. on Saturday. So that will be kind of unique how Georgia will be playing a football game and, and potentially um, everybody will be watching their second screens or third screens to find out um, whether or not Dayon Bowie is going to make his decision and choose Georgia. Now, he's a five-star. He's an athlete, uh, nation's number two athlete, and the number two athlete, number 22 overall in the uh, 2022 cycle. He's from Bainbridge. Some quick things to know about Bainbridge. That's where Kirby Smart's from. That's where Nick Williams, the, the graduate assistant who coaches the defensive line, is from. Uh, funny, funny little story. Dayon Bowie's mother actually went to school with Kirby Smart. When we spoke to Dayon this fall, earlier this fall, he told me he had a top seven, but it was really going to come down. He felt he had kind of had a top three in mind. That three was Oregon, LSU, and Georgia. Um, as we wrote in the story today, he's actually not playing this fall. Um, he's not playing this fall. He had a knee injury. He had a uh, he had a he had a, he had a he had an ACL tear and MCL tear. tear. I, as far as the last word that I got, if he's not expected to play anytime soon for Bainbridge, those Bearcats in Bainbridge. Um, so there you have it. That's a really good look at like two really big decisions that are coming up would be a huge boost for Georgia's 2022 class. Marquise Groves Killebrew has mentioned many times that he has to have Dayon Bowie in the class. He's rated as an athlete. Uh, most folks would say that, um, um, I personally think he's best suited to play cornerback, uh, although he has he has some special capabilities with the ball in his hands. Really fast guy there. He's about six feet tall, about 185, 190 pounds. Um, picked up his offer from Georgia basically after his performance in the state title game, which Bainbridge won back in 2018. And uh, that offer, his first offer, came from the University of Georgia as well. Colby Curry, how are you? Um Jerry uh, Swafford, how are you? I think, uh, you know, like we said, we had a busy show today. I want to thank Kroger, of course, for our being our sponsor. If you guys know, um, we, if you, as far as you guys know, our, our, our broadcast is brought to you by Kroger. We also have, I want to mention, you can find this um, live stream later on YouTube. You can find it as a podcast on the Apple podcast platform. Please kindly consider giving us a like or giving us a review on the Apple podcast platform on Spotify. Um, also on SoundCloud. If, you know, if you guys are listening right now, <clears throat> excuse me on um, your podcast platform, maybe consider giving us a like, consider giving us a, one of those coveted five-star ratings as well, because um, <clears throat> certainly the type of thing we're shooting for with everything uh, going forward. 
So we talked about Tyrion Ingram Dawkins. We talked about Dayon Bowie. I want to show you guys a video. It's about three minutes. You guys saw the story that went up on Dog Nation yesterday, but it was a chance I had to chat with uh, Justin Haynes. That's the Georgia 2023 legacy, that running back. That's the son of Veron Haynes. Kind of funny how Veron and his mother um, were actually, his mother was a Florida undergrad. <clears throat> she went to Georgia and then got a, an, another degree after her time at Florida. So it's kind of really much a, a house divided type thing there with um, between Georgia and Florida of all people with a guy like Veron Haynes. It was a fun interview. You get to see what um, Justice Haynes is like. I think he ran, he's ran, he's rushed for, I believe, about 680 yards so far through three games with 12 touchdowns. He's thrown some passes. Take a look, listen a little bit to uh, Justice Haynes. Just picked up a big legacy offer over his 16th birthday weekend from Georgia. Take a listen. Let me know what you think. Who do you think you run like? Um, if I had to compare one person to run myself, that I run like, I'd say a little bit of like Saquon and Le'Veon Bell with the patience and Saquon with the explosiveness and speed and power. No boss? No, I remember, did that tell me a story about you were a little boss or whatever? No, no Jerome Bettis at all? Yeah, so I, I feel like I have some similar comparisons as Jerome Bettis to with my, my feet work and stuff like that. I try to model my game after all the running backs and look up to all the greats. Can you give any shout out to your offensive line? I mean, you got to go up like that. Yes, sir. They're tremendous. I love each and one of them. Uh, actually, every Saturday, I bring them Chick-fil-A every time they do a great they do a great job every week they come out here work hard and they're just tremendous they're great friends of mine uh-huh. and just they're always working hard to get better did everybody get any double Chick-fil-A or some nuggets after this weekend after Friday night <laughs> yes uh, they got everything that they wanted Justice what did the Georgia offer mean I know that's not just any other offer just like Florida your mom's alma mater wasn't just like any officer offer Break me down. Take me through that, your reaction to that. Uh, it was a tremendous honor, tremendous blessing. God is great. And Georgia just means so much because I grew up there. I live in Georgia. I was there because my dad. I'm always at Georgia. I go to a game every year. Even with Florida, my mom went there. I've been to Florida countless times. It was just a true honor, true blessing. I know you got a long way to go probably, but just Georgia's going to be a major contender for you when you decide. Just how how much will that mean and how, how big of a contender will they be for you? They'll be a con- huge contender, just like every school, though. Um, Georgia, I love the atmosphere. It's at home feeling. But just like every other school, I'm, my options are always open, and I'm looking for the best fit for me at the time. Last two questions. What are you looking for in a school? If you had to put it together like a recipe, what are you looking for? I'm looking for, one, I'm a student athlete, so I'm looking for, I'm trying to major in business, so I'm looking for the business aspect of like of the school and how good they are in business, and then also the coaches, how long they're going to be there, and that they're just trying to leave, and like the family aspect of it, and like what they're about. Last question: Do you want to? Do you have any timeline? Do you want to do it for your senior year? Any mom's birthday, dad's birthday, grandma's birthday? Anything in your mind right now? No, it's kind of just when the time's right when I want to commit. But right now, if I had to like choose a time right now, it'd probably be junior year. I'd be a time I'd like to do it. 
Well, I think he can do pretty much everything. Like, you know, his dad played at Georgia. He, his dad did a lot there for them, so I believe that he can he can run like I haven't seen anyone else run. He can throw the ball too. We always use him probably once a game, but he throws the ball somehow. And he can also receive. He's a great receiving threat. We just don't give him the ball that way enough, but he can do it all. And he's just nice to us. He, like, buys us dinner and breakfast and stuff. Well, one one good justice story is after our Kell game, uh, which a couple weeks ago he tried, he was trying to get to take us to Sony River, which is one of the nicest steakhouses. And we like he was like telling us, he was like, yeah, we're going. I was like, we kept telling him, like, nah, we're not gonna make you do that. How about we just we, we went to some nice hibachi place instead, uh-huh. save him a little bit of money. But he was very generous about that. Wow. What's the one play that, that you just went wow? I mean, he's got to be a lot better as a sophomore than a freshman. Right. Does anybody have a play this year where you're like, man, that guy's last game, literally just last Friday, I saw him. Uh, I think it was 26 power. He was breaking tackles, breaking tackles. There's one person I thought for sure he was gonna make the tackle. I missed my block actually, and he just stiff arms him to the ground. And just went to the end wow. Then against Kel one time, like a couple weeks ago, there was one play where we were like, I thought we were gonna get a. Uh, yardage loss and he just turned it into an 80 yard touchdown. It was insane. Anything funny? Any funny stories in the huddle? What's he like in the huddle? Is he tired? He, he's, he's, he's loud in the huddle. <laughs> he's loud and serious in the huddle. Yeah. Like what? Give me an example. He'll Mate. call people out if they do something wrong. Yeah. Oh, wow. He'll call out any one of the linemen if they're doing something wrong or the quarterback or fullback. He'll make sure to congratulate him too. All right, guys, there you go. Justice Haynes right there, uh, class of 23, running back. Thought it was interesting checking out that. What, trying to take care of his old lineman. What did you guys think about that? Stony River of all places. I know Brandon doesn't like free plugs and everything, but we had to cover the story and share that. I thought that was an interesting little uh, part of that story. I think Pete Ellis, I appreciate you um, keeping me on time, keeping me on track. The decision for Dayon Bowie is not actually on Saturday. It's on November the 1st, not Halloween. Thanks for pointing that out as well. Um, wanted to make sure we got the right information across. So it would be uh, Dayon Bowie on November the 1st at 1 p.m. And then it would be Tyrion Ingram Dawkins on November the 30th as well. Thanks for thanks for that, Pete. Appreciate you pointing it out. Um, so there you have it. That's a good little uh, nuggets there. A few little nuggets there with Justice Haynes. Um, it's funny. He can throw the ball really well. Um, he had 18 touchdowns and about 1800 yards a year ago as a freshman, he was max preps, all American. Uh, he also, um, is averaging somewhere close to nine, 10, 11 yards per carry. I think it's around 10 yards per carry so far in his high school career. Blessed Trinity folks is an amazing program. That is a well-coached, well-run, uh, team by coach Tim McFarland. That offensive line is amazing. Uh, they're so very intricate with their in, intricate with their blocking assignments, the way they block, where they create room for them on power plays. Uh, that big tall guy in the mirror that was mic'd up that sounded so big and articulate, he's actually plays right tackle for Blessed Trinity. He's going to be a guard at Virginia. He's committed to Virginia right now. Fun learning about Justice Haynes this week. 
Um, that's the Justice Haynes stories right there. I know a lot of folks were interested in what was going on there, considering he is the son of one Baron Haynes. Um, <clears throat> all right. That's the, this is about the part of our show where we want to take a quick break. Break time means basically you guys get to learn some education time. Get to hear a little bit of my friend Brandon, everybody's friend Brandon. Uh, here are a few words regarding Kroger, our longtime sponsor here on Before the Hedges. We'll get back to the show in just a moment, but first, a quick word from Kroger. Kroger has made shopping for the groceries and household essential items that you need even easier by offering free pickup. Just shop online, choose a pickup time convenient for you, and Kroger will carefully pick out your order and bring it to your vehicle when you arrive. So the next time you're ready to shop at Kroger, take advantage of the free pickup. It's just another way that Kroger is fresh for everyone. There you go. Krogering. Go Krogering, guys. Appreciate the support. You can give that fine sponsor to get some good groceries at your neighborhood Kroger. Let me see. Now's the time in our show where we're going to kind of kind of make sure we get our table stakes, which is our basic four or five food groups. We want to show you and everybody's eager to see this. Let's look at the top targets list. It's shrinking and shrinking with all these commitments. Uh, Kamari Lasseter was on this board last week and we uh, had to pull him off the list because he did choose, choose Georgia. We've got number nine this week, Amari Daniels. Remember, he was supposed to commit last week. He backed it off to this week. It's Texas A&M. It's Georgia. Be very interesting to see what happens there. Does Georgia accept his commitment? I do believe, at least at some stretches of his of his recruiting, he was a take. Amari Daniels, a five foot nine or so, uh, 190 pound, all purpose back out of Miami Central Florida, same high school which produced and sent James Cook to the University of Georgia. His decision was imminent, but he he backed it off last week because he was playing in a big game against Miami Northwestern. Be very interesting to see uh, when his decision comes now. Amari Daniels, some of that South Florida speed. Number eight, that's another guy that's kind of connected there to Amari Daniels. That's Donovan Edwards. Expected to make a visit to Georgia sometime, I think, in the next 45 days. Um, He's told a reporter, I think, from another site that he says, how can he make his decision without checking out a Georgia game? He had to check out a Georgia game. I think the big holdup for there with Donovan is now Georgia does not play for quite some time at home. They had the bye week last week. They had Alabama the week before. Florida is in Jacksonville. I can hear Mike Griffith saying that Florida game in Athens would would have been a great time to get recruits like Donovan Edwards, even if they had to come in and buy their own ticket, sit as a normal casual fan and not get to interact with the coaches. Um, Number seven, Smile Munden Jr. on on our top targets list. Going to make his decision on November the 18th. Um, top five there, LSU, Tennessee, Auburn, Georgia, um, Florida. Those are the schools there for uh, Smile, Munden Jr. Those are his top five. Number six on our list is Tyrion Ingram Dawkins. We just spoke about a lot of him in the A block of our show. Uh, one of those big defensive linemen Georgia has to reload with every cycle. Number five, Mason Smith out of Terrebonne. Uh, high school in Huma, Louisiana. Uh, you hear a lot about him, LSU. You see LSU kind of not producing defensively. I think there's going to be a, you know, the folks in the Dog Nation Forum are starting to wonder, and I think a lot of folks might be thinking that, whether or not it's Ed Orgeron's program and he's got 
LSU dialed in for the long haul or whether he was kind of like Gene Chizik uh, with, uh, with Cam Newton and had a, a marvelous once-in-a-lifetime generational quarterback to kind of push the needle on greatness there. Be interesting to see if LSU can sustain that year to year. I think that's what a lot of people are going to look at is how LSU will finish that season. Number four, Xavier Sori Jr., as we discussed last week, Xavier also put the world, the Dog Nation world, on commitment watch out of IMG. You hear a lot of Xavier Sori connected really tight with uh, Lavoisier Carroll and IMG Academy, also connected really tight with Terry and Arnold. Um, you see that decision. I think that decision will also come within the next two, two to three weeks as well. Number three, another guy we can possibly say the same thing for. We mentioned him earlier in our show, Nyland Green out of Newton, Covington, Georgia. For me, it's going to be very interesting to see if Nyland Green um, drops to the top five or just makes his commitment with a decision, whether he wants to go through that step of making a top five or just go out and name his school as well. Nyland Green, big defensive back. I think he could be a guy that could play the corner. I think he is a corner for Georgia, one of those long corners, kind of like Tyson Campbell. Uh, he has great ball skills. I think Nyland could also play the star position very well for the University of Georgia, kind of like Tyreek Stevenson does right now as well. Number two, folks, I've dropped Corey Foreman down to number two, the top targets list. I know I try to briefly explain it every week. It's a combination of players and prospects that have strong interest in the University of Georgia, the ones that we deem Georgia has very strong interest in as well, according to our sources, and there's a good mutual fit, depth chart need, and what have you. Uh, Corey Foreman drops down to number two. Why does he drop down to number two? Because, folks, I got to see Terry and Arnold play a brilliant game uh, on Friday night, probably one of the better all-American performances I've ever seen in about 20 years of doing this. Um, I think he had 10 tackles. He had two, two interceptions. He had four, by my count, touchdown-saving tackles from the free safety position. He had about 64 yards receiving, about 20 yards rushing. He had a pick six, which was a walk-off pick six that ended the game. Uh, Terry and Arnold, just a brilliant game. And you would think, oh, man, I, I saw the best game Terry and Arnold could possibly, possibly play. Well, no, not really. Uh, I, w- I was talking to folks around the program, his family, those that know him well, and they basically say Terry and Arnold does this every week. And when a player's capable of doing that stuff every week, having a chokehold on the entire ball game, affecting it everywhere, offense, defense, return game, the way – now, well, folks, Terry and Arnold has, has offers from SEC basketball schools to walk over and play basketball. He would be a football scholarship. But he has offers to play basketball in the SEC. He's a 4-4 guy. He has a 40-plus vertical leap. And you would think, oh, this is just a twitchy little speed demon. Well, actually, Terrian's about six feet once or so, about 185 pounds. And the way he brings the thunder and will lower his pads and announce his presence coming up from free safety, he will lay, he will lay that shoulder pad on guys and strike you. Reminds me a lot of maybe a – a Richard LeCount III, I know that's great territory to be in. I hold that in the highest of praises for Richard. Uh, Tyrion is just doing it all over the ball in a little bit more different ways than Richie did. Um, shows a little bit more ball skills, especially as a receiver. Um, likes to hit at the same time like Richie does, and he's also stupid athletic as well. Uh, a little bit taller than Richie was. The weighs a little bit more than Richie did in high school as well. That's the top targets. We've got a new top target this week. That is Tyrion Arnold. I am convinced about how good Terry and Arnold is after seeing him live in person last week. Hope you guys followed me on Twitter. 
I must have tweeted out about 19 clips of him making plays left and right. Let's segue from uh, our top targets to our decision commitment board timelines. That's something we added about three or four months ago so everybody can get a good gist of when everybody's supposed to make their decisions. Amari Daniels, that's the three-star running back we mentioned earlier, the new number nine on the top targets list. That is – these are the 2021 class only guys as well, not any 2022 guys like Dayon Bowie on November the 1st. Thank you, Pete Ellis, again. But um, Mari Daniels can commit at any time. Tyrion Ingram Dawkins, that's now October the 30th. Xavier Sori, I see him making a decision within the next two to three weeks. Shmile Mundins Jr., November 18th. Shamar Turner, it's the big defensive lineman out of Texas. I think the decision on Georgia getting Tyrion Ingram Dawkins and how maybe Georgia sits with um, Corey Foreman and Mason Smith. I think that'd go a long way about how much Georgia tries to get in late here with Shamar Turner. You hear a lot of Texas, Texas A&M there with Shamar Turner. We mentioned Nyland Green. Donovan Edwards will probably be a December decision. Mason Smith, December the 16th, that's when he told me that'd be the first day of the early period. Corey Foreman, likely now the traditional national signing day. The same thing there for Tyrion Arnold, even though he dropped his top five recently. He told me, uh, very recently that uh, his still commitment timeline is the same. He wants to make his decision on the old school national signing day. Moving right along to the Georgia commitments. Now there's 17. Last week there was 16. Georgia with the addition of Kamari Lassiter moved up to number six nationally on the commitment board. Taking a look at everything right here, Amarius Mims, recent commitment committed on his birthday. His rankings are the same. The same for Brock Vandegrift, who was just announced tonight and honored tonight as an All-American Bowl um, selection. Big news last week, heartfelt, hated to see it. There will not be an All-American Bowl game this year because of the concerns and just how hard it would be to put that event on thanks to COVID-19 and the coronavirus. Micah Morris is the third highest rated commitment right now for Georgia at this time. Uh, His rankings have stayed the same. The same thing for David Daniel. Daniel was also honored as an All-American, Under Armour All-American this week. Dylan Fairchild, Brock Bowers, those guys say the same. Their rankings did. Lavassier Carroll, um, Jonathan Jefferson, I think one of the more low-key underrated recruits in this class. Jamon Dumas-Johnson, his rankings actually went up this week. He went up to the number 70, 177 overall player. Dejan Nugget-Warren, you saw him on our program earlier this, summer, you know, earlier this fall after his Georgia commitment. Chaz Chambliss, and then Kamari Lassiter comes in. That's the new name. Nation's number six, 26 corner, number 355 overall. <clears throat> Excuse me, let me clear my throat here. Kamari Lassiter, um, he is the highest rated three-star on the board for Georgia now. You keep going down the list, Adane Mitchell, the wide receiver, three-star offensive guard, Jared Wilson. Jared Wilson recently decided, I don't know how many on our program knew this, um, Jared Wilson decided that he's actually going to Um, Not enroll early anymore, even though he can, because he wants to spend the spring playing high school football in North Carolina and get the chance to play one last ride with his brothers at West Forsyth High School and also to get one first last ride with his younger brother, who will be a freshman at West Forsyth this year as well. He wants to take advantage of that once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to play with his brother. So we will not be enrolling early at Georgia. means he will play from February to April, a high school season and then show up at Georgia and get ready for uh, um, summer workouts and reporting in late May at Georgia. So that's a lot of football and a lot of time for that body, but pretty strong young man. He can handle it. Marlon Dean, Javon Bullard, and Jackson Meeks round out the uh, 
final uh, 17 commitments for Georgia, 17 public commitments so far for Georgia in the 2021 class. You see Javon Bullard. I don't believe it for a second. Uh, there's no way in the world he's the nation's number 619 overall player. I think he's a mid four star at the lowest. Um, Jackson Meeks, he also went down three notches, number 764 overall. I think Bullard and Meeks will kind of wind up being like the Eric Stokes and Jordan Davises of this 2021 class. Lastly, we always try to do this kind of snapshot where you see how Georgia's recruiting in-state and out-state. We call it the 2021 recruiting breakdown. Georgia now has nine guys out of state. They have eight guys in-state. 14 of their 17 commitments are now inside the SEC footprint. Very interesting to see there. Um, those, my friends, are the three things we show you guys every week that gives us a good reset on everything that's going on right now um, with the Georgia football 2021 class. Timelines, top targets, what the board looks like right now. Georgia has the number six overall rated class in the country on the 24-7 sports composite. Joe Brummel has a question I wanted to address earlier. Uh, do I think Georgia will hurdle the Bama or Buckeyes in the final 24-7 class ratings? I think Georgia can get to a 305-307 overall score. I think that's the last time I, I put it together with one of my mock classes. Um, I see Georgia right there, uh, right there, maybe becoming the number two or number three school right there in the 2021 class. Um, guys, like we said, we had a loaded show. Got another great interview for you guys to check out right now. I want to take a second for you guys to uh, be able to uh, uh, get to know this young man. His story went up today on dognation.com. That is Tyree West, big re West out of Tiff County. Uh, one of those down South Georgia boys. Um, I think he's power cleaning 360 to 85 right now. That's what he's working out with right now. He had, uh, Three sacks in his first high school start as a freshman against mighty Class 7A Valdosta. Heck of a player, nation's number four defensive tackle. Says he's going to make his decision in December as well. Very likely he's feeling that some type of way about it as well. Nation's number four defensive tackle. Number 42 overall prospect out of Tift County in Tifton, Georgia. Let's give you guys a second right now. Good little interview, quick little snapshot. Give you a chance to hear from Tyree West right now. How do you play the game? What's your playing style? Playing style is like see ball, get ball. If it ain't that, who will be my way? I'm sorry to tell you, it's gonna be it's gonna be something. You're coming, right? Yes, sir. Um, it seems like you and Kristen Miller and Mikel Williams have this vibe. And everybody's like, no, 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 there's no such thing as package deal. This is a young man that makes his own decision. This is a young man that makes his own decision. And this is a young man that makes his own decision. People say that should not happen. But it sounds like there's a really good chance of that. Can you explain why there's a chance that you guys might play together in college? It's like, us, we like brothers. It's like, if you can't get me, then you can't get him. Or if you want me, you got to take them with me. Like, that's, that's how I'm rolling. That's how we roll it. Uh, what are you looking for as you make your college decision? When you try to figure it out, it sounds like you're down the road a little bit on it. Yes, um, what are you looking for in a college as you make that decision? Oh, I'm looking for somewhere I call home, somewhere I fit in, somewhere like I can make my mark, like my legacy. 
Uh, how do you feel about the in-state school, the University of Georgia? Uh, you said that was the school you kind of you kind of pulled for growing up, yes, sir. but it can't be that way now because you got to make an adult decision. How do you feel about Georgia now? What do you like about Georgia? Georgia, I like the atmosphere. Like Georgia, like it made me feel like I'm at home, closer to home. Like if something go down, I still be right there, three hours away. How about um, have you visited Georgia? What were those visits like? When's the last time you visited and what was that like? What do you remember about Athens? Athens, I remember Athens, it was like a ton of stuff. It's like Athens, like you see people like me. It's like you see, you see everything. It's, Athens is really the place to be. Um, and then Coach Scott, you mentioned you have a really good relationship with Coach Scott. How would you describe, maybe there's a player on your team that's just now starting to get recruited by Georgia on the defensive line. What are you going to tell that dude about what it's like talking to Coach Scott? It's crazy. It's like Coach Scott full of energy. It's like when I talk to Coach Scott, I get hyped. I know if when he talk to Coach Scott, he going to be hyped. So, I mean, it's like Coach Scott really is that guy. Who are the schools that you're kind of considering right now? You know, a lot of South Georgia guys don't do top 15s, top 12s, top 8s. <laughs> you know what I mean by that? Yes, sir. What are the schools that you're really thinking about with this one? But this one, thank you, Georgia, Tennessee, Auburn, Ohio State, Florida. Those are the schools. Now, what, what do all those schools have in common? It's like the atmosphere. Like, we, like once you get on, like, you can hear about the school. But once you talk and meet everybody on the staff, it's like it's a whole different perspective. Sounds like you might be past halftime on your decision. How? It seems like you might be fatigued with all this and trying to focus on what's your next step and not just right now. Why do you feel like you might be pretty close to making a decision? It's because like I'm trying to make sure everything is on track. Like make sure everything is going like right and make sure like everything is. Like where I want it. And how do like most of these schools envision you as a college football player? What role do they see you on the defensive line? What positions do they see you playing? Some some say I'm a three technique, but some say I'm a DN. In my eyes, I feel like I'm a true DN. You think so? Yes, sir. Like uh, strong side DN, set the edge. Yes, sir. Get in the backfield type. Um, Tyree West. We got Ree West, number 95 for Sift County. I've been watching him for a while, been retweeting that film, been looking at that film, been telling everybody about him. It is a genuine pleasure to be able to hang out with him a little bit today, Tyree. Thanks for your time. Yes, sir. All right, guys. Um, back live. What would you guys think about? What would you guys think about? What'd you guys think about Tyree West right there? Wasn't that interesting? Uh, a chance to uh, check out and see what Tyree West was all about. I uh, certainly thought that was a great interview. You saw, I guess, some clear passion, some clear conviction when he talked about Athens. He said Athens is the place. You guys got to see a visual there with um, with everything there with um, Tyree West because um, his story went up today and there were some very positive, very interesting, glowing comments about the University of Georgia how he felt there, how he was looking for a home, how it felt like home. And then also how he felt about um, also how he felt about Trey Scott there. So very, very interesting interview there. You needed to hear from uh, Tyree West. Uh, I see he is a very good um, uh, man. He is a dude. I think he's a five technique right now for Tiff County. He's always been a five technique. He would move inside and play the three. Trey Scott had told him that he kind of compares him to a Malik Herring, how he's a guy. Six foot four, 275 right now, that can be a set the edge, strong side defensive end. 
Love that story um, from earlier today. If you saw it on dognation.com, first conversation he had with Kirby Smart. Kirby Smart asked him, he said, hey, man, what do you like about playing defensive end? Tyree West, Big Ree said, I like to squeeze and spill. And if you guys play football, you know that's about squeezing down in the gap, kind of wrong-arming a guy, and really a, a kind of a gap exchange where you force – you squeeze down on the gap and you force your um, you force the back spill him outside to where an uncontested block uncontested linebacker and now freed up uh, linebacker um, gets to make the play and spill the play uncontested. It's really big for uh, really big for uh, Jimmy Johnson and his defenses back in the days with Miami Hurricanes for that Arkansas Razorbacks, but then with the Dallas Cowboys as well. Uh, that's the way Big Jimmy liked to play his defense as well. Really, really had a chance to uh, uh, sit down and talk with Tyree West, and I was tremendously impressed with that young man. Somebody told me as I wrote today that you're really going to like this guy on and off the field. Man, I sat down with him, and I was it was it was a trip. Very nice chance. Very nice young man. Very polite young man. Had a lot of great stories to tell. I love it when he told me. Um, what motivates him in his life, uh, who he plays it for, the game for, what he does it for. He told me about that uh, tattoo he had right here on his wrist. It was basically um, an inscription that said, that said, we is greater than me, about how he just thinks a lot about his team first. He's a very selfless dude. Um, you know, Tyree West, that's a name to know. Should he make his decision in December, that would be a major Bonafide pickup for Georgia in the 2022 um, recruiting class with everything else like that. Uh, Tyree West, what'd you guys think of that? Were you guys impressed with Tyree West as I was? You had Justice Haynes, you had Tyree West. That's a lot of visual assets we're getting to you guys right now, um, right now in this show. And now is a part of our, our show this week where we show you some tweets that we thought were highly interesting. Um, you guys have already seen the tweets about impending commitments here from, uh, uh, Tyrion Ingram Dawkins, Dayon Bowie commit pending commitment watches for both of those guys. Let me point you to the young buck of, out of all these guys right now. And that would be uh, Makai Burrow. Makai Burrow just picked up this morning his first offer, 2024, folks. Six foot four, 305 pounds. He just picked up his first offer from the University of Georgia. He told me he loves those state schools. He loves the schools in the state of Georgia. He felt that this offer is a lot to live up to. It's going to put a, a target on his back, but he's ready to kind of work for it. Uh, Lovejoy High School is where he's at. Six foot four, 305 pounds, class of 2024. Already picked up a Georgia offer. Makai Burrow right there. Um, look at this tweet right here. I want to point to the tweet from Kamari Lassiter. Uh, Kamari Lassiter is the guy, the three-star uh, cornerback out of Tuscaloosa American Christian Academy, who just chose the University of Georgia last week. Look at this tweet right here. He says, it feels so good to be a dog. Um, he's now been committed to Georgia for six days. A uh, few things else I want to show you. Amarius Mims, look at Amarius Mims right here. What happened this week is the Under Armour game sent uh, jerseys and gear out to all their honorees in the game and they encourage them to post pictures on social media look at Amarius Mims right there if you have a scan down you can see the whole picture there you see he's wearing Crocs I thought Brock Vandegrift had a good line that Crocs are actually very good for any all occasion wear pretty funny there from uh, the five-star quarterback 
um, with his five-star offensive tackle and blindside prote- protector. Terry Arnold had a tweet. We talked about that earlier in our top targets countdown. He has established his top five. I know it makes everybody think by looking at this top five tweet that he's about to make his decision. That, that's not the case. His decision is still going to come in February. He said basically that when I spoke to him this weekend, that story will be up on dognation.com as well uh, in the next day or so. But Terry and Arnold told me that when the All-American Bowl got canceled, that was probably his last or if, could I, should I, where he was going to make a decision prior to the February National Signing Day. Now, uh, every indication I've gotten from Tyrion is he will make it on the old school National Signing Day in February. Um, let's look back at this tweet here. I know we had Justice Haynes already in our program earlier today, but look at Justice Haynes right here. Um, the tweet that had P44 Haynes, that hobnail boot game. That's how he announced just after he turned 16 years of age, he announced he got an offer from the University of Georgia, one that he'd been wanting for some time. Uh, he announced that by having a flashback pick of his dad catching that pass against um, Tennessee and that great Larry Munson call. Uh, interesting news a little bit here out of Mississippi. I want to point you to Elijah Sabatini. Uh, Georgia just offered him earlier this month, and then um, he's made the decision. He's a safety. kind of feels a little bit like Darren Branch, a little, little bit in the 2020 recruiting cycle, former Ole Miss commitment. Georgia's now identified him as a player that, is, that has enhanced his stock with his senior season, Elijah Sabatini. Plays both ways. He's got an offer from Georgia. He recently decommitted from Ole Miss. That'll be a name to watch there as well. Uh, let's look at this uh, tweet right here from Marvin James. Uh, Marvin James is a good dude. He covers uh, high school sports and sports in general down in Macon. Um, Marvin uh, tweeted out this about, man, Javon Bullard, guys. He is that dude. Um, he is that guy making plays left and right. Look at this for Baldwin High School. Scored the game-winning touchdown on a 39-yard reception on a fourth and nine play, then made a fourth down sack to clinch the win in the final two minutes and a 19-13 victory over West Lawrence. He finished the game with somewhere around 15. I've seen 16 tackles as well. That's what um, Javon Bullard has been doing for Baldwin, kind of unleashed and now getting a chance to play uh, as well. Um Good look, some good stuff there when you see what um, Javon Bullard's been doing in his senior year. Let's take a look at David Daniels' tweet. Um, here him, here's him in his front porch with the Georgia committed sign. He also had his Under Armour gear on, kind of like Mar- Marius Mims did as well. Marius Mims did as well, um, sharing those Under Armour All-American pictures right there. I, I joked a little bit on Twitter today that um, it seems like uh, David Daniel has been committed to Georgia since days when everybody was wearing leather helmets. Um, interesting tweet I want to pull up right here. This is Jeremiah Alexander. I think he's a he's rated as a defensive end right now. He plays all over for Thompson High in Alabaster. That's in Metro Birmingham, Alabama. He was a five-star. He was committed to Alabama. You hear a lot of stuff about Georgia here with him. I do think Georgia uh, is definitely in this race. Might even be the co – maybe the co-leader now after uh, he's decommitted from Alabama – I think he would be an edge or a jack type guy or that strong side end um, in a 4-2-5 front, an even front, but in an odd front, I think he would be the weak side defensive end, jack, linebacker, Georgia always uses. He is backing up from his decision. He decommits in the middle, says he wants to make a state title run. 
um, as well and focus on that. Very interesting in the class of 2022 as well. Folks, that has been your top tweets. Online chatter, my man Michael behind the glass right here on uh, helping me out through Zoom tonight. I think, Michael, we have checked off all 32 visual assets, setting a new uh, Dog Nation streaming program record for everything like that. Hope you guys have enjoyed it. Now, here's the part of our show where we um, take some questions. I'm going to scan. I'm going to scroll up, see what Facebook has to offer. Um, to Neil Kilcrease Calvino, did you like that interview? I hope you did. I, I really enjoyed talking to Tyree West a lot. Everybody's showing up. Peter Jeffrey Wilson, uh, Tom Lavelle. Uh... <laughs> Jerry Swafford, man, I like this comment. Your coworkers think you're nuts. You know some of these kids two to three years out. No, Jerry, you are a loyal Before the Hedges viewer, and I'm glad that you're able to keep up with this, and we've added uh, a chance Uh I've had to ask the have the chance to uh, enhance your uh, profile, where maybe you can learn more about Georgia and, and follow Georgia because what recruiting is, guys, is recruiting is twenty four seven, three sixty five, where these teams are going at it um, each and each each and every day. Um, Hugh Nash, thank you for you the chance to uh, thank you for the chance to do this. You guys watch me every week, you read our stuff. That's how it keeps. Keeps things like that, keeps like that going, um, keeps our content going. Thanks with the help from Kroger as well, our great sponsor. Um, seen a lot of questions right there. Um, anybody have anything else? Let me jump on YouTube. David Williams, how are you? Devon Clint says the dogs are getting everybody. Uh, I agree with you, David. There's a lot of hardworking and talented young men down south. They're just different. I mean, can you see somebody from Tiff County? I know I told that funny story about how back in the day, people, when I was growing up, I would hear grandparents and parents say stuff like, man, what is, you know, mom and dad used to walk eight miles in the snow. You know, and I, I showed that thing about now kids, kids today get a little squirrely when they don't have their full data. Um, uh, dog fan for life B. Jeff, do I know if the dogs are recruiting the Lounge QB? Yes, they are. I think the Lounge QB is right now seen more mostly as a man, he's a brilliant lump of clay. And if you can ever get him dialed in with his arm, his mechanics, he would really be something special. You hear a lot of Clemson, you hear a lot of Ohio State um, with him as well, Jacuri. And I I, th I think that you know Georgia is recruiting him. Georgia is trying to figure out who their 2022 quarterback is now. I don't think there's a big rush, but man, if he ever gets that passing game put together with his impressive run game, that would be a tremendous athlete you would have back there. And yeah, so Georgia is recruiting. They're recruiting a lot of 22 quarterbacks, right? 2022 quarterbacks right now. Ryan M wants to know, uh, is Brock the caliber quarterback to start his freshman season or do I see him sitting with the current roster of quarterbacks? Big fan of uh, Carson Beck. 
Uh, I'm a big fan of um, Dwan Mathis as well. You think, you know, JT Daniels is eventually going to get healthy. What's Stetson Bennett going to do as well? I'd like folks, let me tell you, the way it should work is an understudy year. Did you see before he got sidelined with COVID what Graham Mertz did? Graham Mertz was a one of the true gunslingers, great quarterbacks in the 2019 class. Probably could have took, taken the ball and ran with it at Wisconsin, but he sat behind an experienced senior, experienced upperclassman. Uh, I think their quarterback, one of the quarterbacks got tested out as well or got contact traced out, and that gave Grand Burtz the chance to start after having a full, I think, 16 months on campus. More than that, probably 19 months on campus. But uh, And he went 20 to 21 with, I think, four or five touchdowns, a brilliant performance. If you would give Brock that amount of time to get ready, get his body right, I think he's the type of guy that could start for two or three seasons at Georgia. Um. Wyatt Fielden. Hey, man, thanks for your question. Uh, let's see. There's a lot of names. There's MJ Morris still. There's the Cole. There's the, 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 there's a young man out of Texas that just got an offer. He actually visited Georgia over the weekend on the slide. We have to write about that soon. But he took one of those self-guided tours. He checked out Clemson as well. Uh, that's the big six-foot-three pro-style passer out of Texas. Um, at the same high school where uh, Nick Foles came out of, same high school that Drew Brees came out of. Um, 2022 quarterbacks, there's a lot of them, actually. You know, there, there's – I think Georgia's still trying to figure out, and they're not in any hurry about where their 2022 quarterback is. MJ Morris has told me that he wants to take a long time to make his decision. Ja'Curry Brown is a guy that I think his best football will happen after. I think he'll really dial it in. He works with Ron Veal, who's worked with a lot of guys. He's worked with Brock Vandegriff. I think Jacuri is going to get a lot of development over the next year, and he's going to possibly put everything together. Um, Colby Curry, you got a question. You were looking at the kid who left Alabama. Are you talking about the uh, the decommitment? Is that who you're talking about? Because um, Georgia's been looking at that Jeremiah Alexander in the 2022 class for forever. Ryan M., I want to make sure I answer your question correctly. I think Brock is the quarter caliber of quarterback that can start his freshman season, but I think a championship roster would not require him to. Um, David Williams has a question about Chaz Chambliss. Folks, I got a story I'm going to write eventually about Chaz Chambliss that will, that will knock your socks off. Um, what that young man – has had to overcome the mental toughness that he has. Um, I'm going to be really, really looking forward to sharing that story as well. Um, any more questions? Let me see if I can hop back on to – what does everybody think about the Kentucky game on Friday? I think this is going to be a game – I think the over-under is 42. I think it stays well below that. I can see something like a 31-3 to game, 31 to nothing game. That type of game, Georgia's going to try to get that balance it's looking for as well uh, against the Wildcats. The Wildcats just have a hard time throwing the ball, and if you can't do that against Georgia, uh, that's going to be tough sledding, especially if you try to run the ball all the time, even with a dual-threat quarterback like Joey Gatewood. Um, I think with uh, the Kentucky game, you see them struggling to get the 150, 200 yards a lot in a lot of games against pedestrian defenses in the SEC. I think there's a real chance that Georgia can have them 
um, right around 150 yards or less in that game on Saturday. The Wildcats are going to win. They're going to have to need turnovers and special teams to give them a chance to be in that ball game at all. YouTube, thanks for hanging out. Thanks for spending some time. Hey, guys, before I before I go, uh, one thing I never hardly ever do, everybody tells me I should do it more often. Um, if you liked anything on this program, you like Justice Haynes, you like Top Targets, you like my story about kids and cell phone and data, you liked us talking to Ty- Tyree West, um, give us a like, maybe share it across your timeline as well, because, I mean, heck, what we all do is everybody's got stats in this world as well, and every once in a while I'm going to ask for uh, – a like or a share just to make sure our stats look strong for uh, everything we try to bring you guys each and every week on uh, before the hedges provided to you by Kroger. Uh, We just dropped a major record of visual assets. I want to take one last time to thank Michael for helping produce everything behind the glass. I'm Jeff Sintel, intrepid reporter here for dognation.com. We got more stories coming. We got more content coming on the world famous dognation.com. Cover four is coming tomorrow. Check out Brandon Adams at 10 a.m. for Dog Nation Daily. For everybody here at Dog Nation, I'm Jeff Sintel, thanking you for spending an hour of your Wednesday night with all of us. Appreciate you, and we'll see you guys again on the pages of dognation.com. God bless everybody. Let's go. I'm a bulldog. So Georgia, who won't pick it? I love the family atmosphere and the way they handle business. Education is important. Trying to reach the next level. I want the best in life. I never settle.